The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Tyson. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is Nick. This is still Tom. This is Lucas. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Robot Podcast. Nick, it's time to mourn him because there's only one Nick. He is not left and right, Nick. He's just the middle one, middle out compression, Nick. Pabs blue ribbon, Nick. Middle Nick is the one that compresses the stuff. Jake Spriggles. I feel obligated to wear like or drink PBR because I somehow managed to get a lot of PBR gear. Yeah, how'd you do that? How'd you just like load up on PBR gear? Um, there's a girl, oh, there's a couple that uh, are in cause that own uh, Campfire and Riverbank, mm. and every year they do a fundraiser uh, with their PBR rep. Mm. And so all the raffle prizes are PBR branded. So that's how I ended up with this. And that's how I have a jacket. And that's how I have like PBR dog toys. And now I have a pair of PBR skis. My goodness. You were just, well, you're PBR. You're Nick Blue Ribbon. Apparently. NBR. NBR. I got a PBR koozie out of that. Oh, yeah, you did. It looks like a paper bag. No, it is a paper bag. (laughs) It is a paper bag, which is like a thin foam lining thing that they stuck down in there it's awesome this podcast is not brought to you by pbr no i mean i'll take it i I have a whole there's a whole 12 pack of it sitting on my table there hasn't been in the refrigerator in a month and a half doesn't matter tastes the same (laughs) (laughs) either way you're getting taken to mediocre flavor town oh man guys it's the uh well first off we're back i guess yeah, like sorry. Unplanned hiatus. Yeah. Thanks bad. to Nick for throwing up some. Uh, did you some put up? Did you put up best ofs the whole time? Oh, yeah. nice job, dude. I only I put it up it. twice. So you missed one. I think so. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think one. that's actually on track though, because like we've only done two good episodes. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, so our best our best of library is uh, pretty shallow. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we all have lives outside of this, so sometimes shit happens. We've but, been uh, traveling like fucking crazy. Yeah, that's really been mostly it, huh? So what? You went to Italy. I went to Italy. Just Italy? Just Italy. How was that? It was pretty good. I talked to you about that last night. Yeah. Um, really Italian? Yeah, you know. It was good. Yeah, it was Italy. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so sick of talking. I'm about sure. It. Like, that's the thing. You're just like, I'm yeah, sure. we went on vacation. Sure. Yeah. We you made didn't pasta. Know. It, it was, was really good. It was off the grid for like eight days, was the best thing that ever happened. Like, Verizon fucked up my international plan. And honestly, that is like the highlight of the trip. Just, just like work, being care. off the grid, no connection, no work. Yeah. Just enjoying the moment. That's pretty rad. That was pretty great. And then in the Tuscan area, uh, the food, dude. It's pasta peachy. It's like a thick spaghetti, but it's just like flour and water. There's no egg in the noodle, and it makes this like... Really, I can't describe the texture, but that with like a four cheese sauce is like the greatest mac mm. and cheese I've ever eaten mm. in my entire life. It sounds wonderful. Hot damn. And I'm still in a little bit of a food coma from last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've officially hit the holiday season. We just got out of Rocktober. Mm-hmm. We just had Friendsgiving. Yeah, which let me just start it off right now. Whoever, if you're taking part in No Nut November, you're lost, my friends. In what? No, no. Nut November. What the fuck is that? A bunch of people are like, it's No Nut November. Like, why know. do people have to do these stupid things? Like, I hate that. To like, make you angry. November is like the time of year where I start growing out my beard for practical reasons because I live in fucking Utah. 
And everyone's like, oh, you do a no shave November? Like, no, I am growing out a beard because I want a beard. Oh, you do a no nut November? Nah, I'm just lonely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that sounds stupid. And anyone who's participating in that should be ashamed of themselves. I would also say, and I'm strictly speaking from my own experience. So if I'm wrong, I apologize. But if I'm lonely, amount of release nuts increases yes <laughs> yeah 100 yeah. it's, ex- yeah. it's exponential yeah, yeah yeah it's like it's like three meals a day yeah <laughs> well it's like you're with someone you're holding that hope like yeah. i can nut into something but yeah, if you know like you're alone deal. yeah i'm sorry not something a person it's when you're alone it's socks and the shower drain and wherever you find yourself you know it's your roommate's old flashlight that they left behind. Oh god. No? No. That's, well, uh, well, I guess I guess that's the line today. Uh, that's the whole podcast. Tell Goodbye. a story when we stop recording. <laughs> it's one really, to not commit to the archives. Really no story. Yeah. Um and then uh we've got the December to Remember Sales event coming up next month. Right, 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 right. Um Toyotathon or is that in the mm-hmm. summer? I don't. Know I think. To, I don't know when Toyothon is. I'm just trying to think of all the major holidays. Oh, yeah. Got Black Friday, <laughs> Black but now Friday. it's Black Friday. Now it's like early Black Friday. Like a bunch of places have been emailing me already saying we're giving Black Friday pricing now. And then you've got because Black Friday's a lie. Yeah, that's what it is. Then there's like it's Cyber a Monday created by corporate America. You know what we do have in November capitalism. that is not. Sorry, go what? ahead. No, 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 please. So what we do have in November that is not part of No Shave, No Nut, or No Anything. It's all the Utah fighting games November on November twenty second, twenty third. So we're booked. We're going. We're gonna have to brand it better than that. Yeah, I, I need. Yeah, to. it's it's actually called Got Good twenty nineteen is the name because the organization that organizes all the events we we're called Get Good right, and so now that we have the points accrued and the top seven first Tekken and Street Fighter have been picked, and then the winner of the tournament the day before will take spot eight right, and we're running a bunch of other games, but because they've been picked, they've technically got good right, and so that's the event name for the weekend. Why aren't you running anime games? We are. <laughs> I know you're trying to troll me, but we actually are. We're running Undernight in Birth EX Latest on Friday night, and on Saturday Well, yeah, we're but running... you're only doing it because I asked. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I'm only doing it because I was asked. And then we're doing Guilty Gear and uh, that plays Lucia. You're only doing it because I asked. God, that is some... I've like... never, never heard of any of those. That's fair. Yeah, you could have just made up every single one of those games. I might have. Who knows? But yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. We've got some cool stuff going on. Um, Where? It's at it's it's at KO Boxing it's at KO Boxing Gym in West Valley. Um, I don't know the exact address. I'll top my head. You'll have to Google it. But it uh, it's gonna be dope. Um, people will be playing in the boxing ring. We've got the arcade bus most likely coming out. Uh, the one that was at the Lucas's event. Misplaced. Uh, I misplaced showcase. Me. Love that, Tom. That is fucking yeah. genius. In the boxing ring. Yeah, it's games. gonna be fun. Yeah. Aren't you doing like a big thing for like the final match too? Yeah. Like so the, the final be in the the ring. So the, the like, so the main stage. All day Friday and all day Saturday we'll be in the ring. But then Saturday night we're doing we're gonna clean everything out and just have spectator chairs, right? And run the top eights. And yeah, we're gonna have like entrances. The players will play in the boxing ring. We've got a projector, so you'll be able to like watch it on a giant projector. Uh we're flying in some pro commentators. Damn. It's gonna be wild. We got uh card girls, like the We did not have card the girls. First street Fighter, right? Card didn't dudes? they do those? Yeah, the they did. Yeah, yeah the ring should, girls. We should get some card dudes, it'd be fun as hell. But cosplay you should put them, some cosplay them as the old school Street Fighter yeah. mm-hmm. girls. Good I'll idea. do it. Let's get Tyson some spandex. Of someone who would do it. <laughs> anyway, it was really good. 
It's going to be good. Butthole. So make sure you. <laughs> so make sure you come out uh, November twenty second, twenty third, and it's ten dollars to spectate. If you want to enter, it's ten dollars to get in and five bucks per game to play. Tom, how many minutes into this are we? Uh, seven minutes fifty four seconds. And that's how long it takes for uh, Tyson to break his microphone. <laughs> Which is one of the reasons why I'm a little worried about mounting the mics to the ceiling because I have this image of Tyson like moving it down, just ripping it out of my ceiling. Yeah. Well, no, dude, that's why you gotta we'll bolt them to the joists. I'm gonna have to, well, at least for yours, at least for the ones on that side of the room. Well, you should do it for all of them. Well, I mean, they're not that heavy, and like we, w- I would rather have convenient placement over joists because you can just use um, what are they called? Drywall, screws. drywall anchors too to help because they only need the mics only weigh like two pounds. Yeah, but you need to account for the pull-down force. Yeah. yeah we, well, You've got to account for Tyson. you got yeah. to account for me, Tom. Tyson yeah. breaks everything he touches. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, this is well-documented. Well, it is well-documented. That was actually the first thing Lucas and I talked about when I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do this. He's like, Are you, have you prepared for the Tyson pull-down? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's going to be cool. Just come out. It'll be streamed. Twitch.tv slash getgoodfgc. Um, we got some pretty dope sponsors. So, X-Mission sponsoring us. Quarters is sponsoring us. Space Productions is sponsoring it. They're running all of the production for us all the weekend, so I don't have to worry about streaming. They're going to do all the hard work there. It's going to be cool as shit. Hot damn. FNA. Yep. FNA Cotton. Speaking of video games. Yep. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> has anybody bought Killer Queen Black for the Switch? It's only 30 bucks. Anybody? No. Anybody? It's real no. good. I watched people play it at quarters, and I was like... That's it's not for me. It's fun if you have a team and you start figuring stuff out. I played the only thing I haven't enjoyed is I've been playing a lot of like pickup games and like solo. And it has the same problem. It's not a killer queen problem. It's all pickup games that have like team-based cooperation, right? Is you've got the one asshole who's yelling into the mic because nobody's listening to them, and then you've got the four other assholes who are having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and so you might win, you might lose. Um it's really great. If you haven't played Killer Queen, 5v5 competitive looks a lot like the original Mario Brothers where you had the POWs and you had to kill the monsters crawling around on the platforms. But you have a hive. Each team has a hive. Hive spawns three queens, or three total queens, right? One queen at a time. Then in the middle of the map, there's a snail sitting in the middle, and there's goal lines on each end of this long platform. And you're trying to ride the snail across the finish line. But of course, when you're on the snail, you can't really do anything, so you're easy to kill. And then there's workers. And the workers are just trying to harvest all the berries. And throw them into your nest, and throw them into your nest's uh, berry holes. And when you fill all those, you win by a harvest victory. So you can win by military, which is killing the queen three times. You can win by a gathering victory, where you gather enough berries, or you can win by the snail victory, where you're able to ride the snail across the finish line. And it's just five v five chaos trying to make that stuff happen. And then like pods come down, so the workers can actually go into the pods and turn into warriors and help the queen fight. Huh. It's it's really it's fun. Entertaining. I watched a couple matches. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually saw someone win by the snail method, which was pretty fun because like they kept like like you get on it and like you go for a little bit, someone kills you, and like someone else has to get on. Yeah. And it's just like this constant like inching that thing forward. Right. It's, that was pretty cool. So I've really enjoyed it. The online is super fun. It does have local co op too, so you can do like five v five locally. Um, I haven't played a ton of the arcade version. I think the big critique I heard from like because Utah has a pretty big competitive Killer Queen crew. Um, I've heard that it's not, they're like, well, it's not the same as the arcade build, right? But in my opinion, it's a good way to practice up all the skills you need to be good at the arcade build. So what right? are the differences, though? I have no idea. That's I'm not really sure. Like, I, My guess would be that like Black has more maps, and the maps are laid out differently. Um, I don't know if any, like all the mechanics felt the same so to me. So they're angry because it's harder, probably? I don't, maybe, because like, the arcade, I don't know, because like, the arcade one is plenty hard, I think. And the only difference, I've only played the arcade one like twice, 
and it was like six months ago. The only difference I can feel from the arcade one to the black one that I can see is the shifting of the levels. But there might be other stuff I'm just not aware of, other mechanics. But I think you just got to be dynamite with the laser beam. Mm. Guaranteed to blow your mind? Yeah, anytime. anytime. Tyson don't want to go down that road again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I really like it. I think for 30 bucks, totally worth it. If you're into like competitive games, I think for me too, the thing I like is it's it's pretty therapeutic. It's really easy to play. And you can pick like what you prefer to do. So you can pick, I prefer to be the queen. And then when you load in, you have a higher chance of being the queen. And I'm always like, I don't give a fuck. So a lot of the times I'm just this asshole worker grabbing berries and you can shoot them, like throw them. So I'm like fucking NBA jam, like chucking them in the holes. <laughs> you're, you're being the chucker. Yeah. Just like picks up a berry, just immediately Whoop. shoots it. <laughs> and like when you hit it, it feels good. You're yeah. like, I just threw the berry up the, the top. One of out of thir- the one out of 32 times that you. The nice thing is, is the berries don't break. So Kobe. If you, if you... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Kobe. And and if they don't make it, they just bounce, and then you just run up, pick them up, and stick them in the hole and keep going. Oh, shit. Um, I want to talk about Outer Worlds. Oh, yeah. Have you played it? No, but I want to pick your brain about it. What do you know about it? I know that everybody likes it. It's on Twitter, and I had no idea what it was until people said it looks cool. Yeah. Uh, dude I play FIFA with plays it. Blown up this It's last what week. seems... Dude, honestly, like, it is the problem of the fall where like it looks awesome but there are so many games coming out and that is such a seemingly large game that like it looks like it's it's like looks like it's a time investment because it's an open world rpg or whatever and my understanding is it's it's everything fallout 76 was supposed to be and it's just like way better than fallout 76 no it's not multiplayer no multiplayer yeah it's not an online it's just a Hmm. so my question is it's like if you took fallout and like Space Fallout. Uh, which I'm going to call it Mass Effect. Mm. I'm just kind of mashed them into one game. That's kind of okay. how it seems. I think I, it hit blew up because it was on Xbox Game Pass. Well, it just got that's awesome. really good reviews. Yeah, though. no, people like, they're, like love IGN, like all the, like, yeah. the major outlets are giving it like 9 out of 10. Mm. Like, I'm thinking of, five. of a different game. It Probably looks yeah. very fun. Gears of War 4. I just have a hard time. If I'm playing an RPG, honestly, like I want it to be third person. I have a hard time doing yeah. first person. Yeah, yeah, same here. But I mean, it looks great. Like the retro feel of it. So like my understanding is like the story is like like the something to do with like, like our history, like uh, something to do with the space race and essentially like our space technology advanced like way quicker than it actually did. But it still looks like kind of like 60s pop uh culture space yeah. stuff um it just it looks really really fun like i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna dive into it i'm just curious though like what do you think the difference is between because my preference would be to get it and play it on switch mm. but like am i gonna lose out like that much graphically and stuff so i think here's the two things you have to look out for switch ports right there's a massive massive hardware difference right in Switch versus like a console, not massive, but pretty big. Like really when it comes into graphics processing is where you're losing it, like the GPU. And this is an indie studio. So what you're up against is this could be an indie studio full of really seasoned developers, or this could be an indie studio with a bunch of junior devs. And that would be the thing that'll show you how well it runs on the Switch. Because optimizing a game like that to run harder like the switch is a bear and so how well did that crew optimize it is the question yeah did they actually optimize it or is it a point right and like yeah and 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 it did they just get it so that it runs or do they get it so that it runs well right like right. diablo 3 on the switch for example is beautifully optimized runs really really well um interestingly enough i've had a lot of people talking to me about uh, Link's awakening which i still haven't turned on and played yet 
And they're talking about that it's got some moments where it just like chugs really hard, which is weird because the game was built for the Switch from the ground up, right? Yeah. So that those are the two things I would worry about. Like, I think otherwise, if they, it's not going to look as good. Like, it just isn't going to look as good. So you're going to have to lean back on the gameplay to be fun. Hmm. Interesting. Because that's what I've heard about yeah. The Witcher for Switch Two is it just doesn't look nearly as good as The Witcher. And luckily, The Witcher is like super dope. Yeah. Um, Diablo Four. Yeah, it got announced. Um, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it because I'm really not a fan of Blizzard right now. Oh yeah, and so it's really hard to like get excited for the game because it looks Hong Kong thing. Yeah, and their lukewarm apology that was just basically like like they 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 sorry if you were offended. It it was pretty much that, (laughs) and it wasn't even like they were literally like we wish we would have reacted differently. We wish we would have taken time to think it out and not reacted so fast. But we have no plans in stepping back more than what we already have. And then when they were questioned uh, on that by PC Gamer, they were like, hey, like, so you're saying, because the way they made the statement was anybody making any kind of a political claim on their official channel would have felt the same blowback. Anybody. Bullshit. That's, yeah. And so PC Gamer was like, so you mean anything? If somebody would have talked about stopping bigotry, you would have you would have done the same thing to them. And they're like, oh, yeah, definitely. It's like, well, of course you can say that now. Yeah. But, but that's no, not what would have happened. Because yeah. there's no revenue tied to stop bigotry. China controls 60% of your market. Exactly. And so, yeah, it's it's really, it really, it sucks, right? Because it causes that same thing. Like, oh, this trailer comes out. The artists that work at Blizzard, the employees that work at Blizzard do a good job. And, like, they don't deserve to be penalized for this, right? Like, and especially on the Diablo 4 side, like, well, they should have spoken out. Well, literally, they're legally unable to speak out. They're under an NDA. They can't say, I'm working at Blizzard on this game and fuck Blizzard. Like, yeah. they would lose their jobs even more and, so. And yeah, like their life. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and Blizzard does allow them and otherwise to speak out on their social media. Anyway. What a... I'm totally outside the oh. loop on this because I yeah, am not so, in Diablo. What well, happened? plus I think it happened what while you were in Italy. So, so um, Hearthstone Worlds, I believe, is the tournament. A kid from Hong Kong won it. Um, won a whole shit ton of money. And during his interview on stream, when they were talking about it, he ended the interview. He was wearing like a mask and he said free Hong Kong and then like got off his interview, right? So and not pissed China and so China got mad because Hong Kong was trying to get, liber- get liberated from China. And so basically the Chinese government flexed on Blizzard and Blizzard... And this was like a peak Chinese yeah. protests. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so Blizzard basically stripped the kid of his winnings, stripped the kid of his titles, suspended the two commentators for six months... Oh, so they like came to a dictator. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they came to a foreign yeah, 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 country, yeah, 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 too. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess it's not really a foreign... Co- well, I mean, where's Blizzard? Blizzard. Blizzard's, well, Blizzard's owned... I think Blizzard's 49% owned by Tencent. Which is a Chinese company. Which is a Chinese yeah. company. But yeah, so but they... also, like you said, 60% of their player base or whatever is... It's, is in China. It's the same yeah. thing with like what happened at the NBA, too, right? Right. Like, oh, yeah. LeBron you know, sucked China dick, and the, was it the owner of the... I can't remember which owner said something and then he got reprimanded for saying something because they were going to play games in China. Yep. Well, so the thing is, probably light yourself on fire. Want to make a (laughs) statement? Probably silently burn. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, uh, yeah. So it was really rough. Like I, like, and this isn't me like, Ooh, people didn't let people enjoy stuff, but like it comes out and it's met with like this lukewarm reception because people are like, yeah, that looks really beautiful, but you're a shitty company and you know what I mean? Yeah. And so really it's caused more turmoil than I think it should, but I will say it looks beautiful. The trailer looks really good. The artists that worked on that deserve to be like recognized for the fact that they're making a cool ass looking game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was that. What did Blizzard end up doing with that kid? Like, what did they did they reinstate his title or anything? I think they gave him his money. They gave him his money and maybe his title, and then left everybody else on suspension though. So the kid is still suspended, but he has his money and title. 
Interesting. They but, bought him off. Yeah, but they, they yeah. never, like, again, that kid didn't do anything wrong, right? He said nothing offensive to anybody. No, he said something offensive to the Chinese government. I yeah. guess, yeah. And apparently that is a big deal to Blizzard. So, I mean, if you just, you know, talk about Winnie the Pooh, you get banned in China. That's true. Yeah, yep. that little thing. So, it was a thing. I don't know. That kind of bummed me out, because Diablo 4 looked good, but... It's tough, right? You expect people to do the right thing. You expect companies to step up and do the right thing. But then you also expect people to have a long memory and to stand for what they believe in. And I don't know that people are capable of doing that. I also think we're at a point in time where no one expects companies to do the right thing. Yeah. It rarely happens, yeah. I mean, it's silly to think they would. Like, You know what I mean? Like, You have to assume things are going to act as predicted and a company's job is to generate revenue like that is their job and so you would expect like i'm not saying it's right i'm saying but that's the expected behavior right well, like, it's capitalism you'll, you'll always right. have those outliers but they're gonna they're beholden to their bottom line and their shareholders and what have you and even when it comes to a video game company if all of a sudden more than half of your market share half of your revenue right. is under threat because a government is saying like we will not allow you to import any more games in here like unless you do something about this shit well and like people got mad at apple and google for taking down apps for like people in hong kong it's like well you understand who controls their supply chain right yeah and and that's tough and And again it's not right but it's the reality if you think it's anything but that then you're being super fucking naive yep and you should and yeah you can be upset about it you can protest but I also am having trouble reconciling the idea because a lot of the people protesting in this case are the same people that are mad when athletes knelt for the national anthem or don't want quote-unquote politics in their video games or get mad when a female protagonist is getting put in their game. And it's like, so wait a minute, you're you're upset if one side, but for some reason this gamer wins a thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So you're going to stand up for this one person but you're mad when people stand up for the other groups. There's all this mental gymnastics that's really frustrating to like witness. Yeah. Mm. So. I think it's pretty obvious, right? Like it's it's because they're Chinese. They're far enough removed they're... that they don't. Yeah. No, no. I mean, like what Tom's talking about. Like, of course, they're standing up for the kid because it's a foreign power that is. Uh, penalizing him i think it is the same thing does that make sense at all? yeah i get what you're saying right sense, but he's yeah. the underdog yeah they're yeah it's in the u.s it's that they're you know america and that, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like china they're, they're doing the same thing it's this foreign yeah. power is doing something we don't like so we'll talk shit about it yeah anyway yeah this is a uh, tom's dark take on the universe session 28 <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think it was that dark yeah <laughs> Just facts. It's a little optimistic. What else we got? Uh, so Killer Queen is good. Do you want to talk about X-Men comics? Tell Ooh. us about the X-Men comics oh, right and how now? good they yeah. are. Or should we wait? Right now. Um, yeah. Jonathan Hickman, who does like East of West, or uh, Manhattan Project, excuse me. You guys ever read any of those? Mm-hmm. No. So he did Avengers, it was probably seven years ago now, and it was this massive... Uh, where all the multiverse worlds start colliding into one oh, another. Okay, I remember that. And it was huge, and it started really strong and finished really poorly. Right. But like he is known for these massive ideas, and throughout his books, you can actually see it. Right, like reading a Jonathan Hickman book, I feel is like getting 
it's like you're in his fucking office like you can see how large scale this guy maps things out right um whereas like you read like a mark miller book and like they're well thought out but it's clearly like i'm focused on this one story and i'm plotting out the storyline right yeah. like i imagine mark miller like he's got post-it notes and no cards and... across his wall and hickman is like george lucas scale yeah like i'm planning out this entire world and the surrounding worlds and how they all interact before i even start writing the story yeah. right so within this book i know we talked about it very briefly because right before i left number one had came out and rebecca and i talked, yeah, about, it real talked about it a little bit but basically uh moira mctaggart has a mutant ability and she gets to live her life and she gets nine tries where if she dies, she starts over, but she retains all the knowledge of the previous life. Whoa. So first life, she meets Charles, sees mutants get shit on, end up becoming extinct, dies, goes back, tries to convince Charles to do things differently. He won't. She ends up siding with Magneto. They try it that way. doesn't work. She goes back again. She fucking falls in love with Apocalypse, lives a life of like Apocalypse is the head of the mutant world. That's wild. That doesn't go well. Comes back, gets Charles and Magneto to team up. They have a couple attempts that way. Doesn't quite work. Bring Apocalypse into the fold with Charles and Magneto. Pretty successful. She's down to her second to last life the farthest they've ever gotten it's everyone together and they still fail you go like years into the future and nimrod controls the world humans aren't extinct but are not the dominant species it's basically ai has taken over sentinels um then humans and then this last little group of mutants fighting for survival and so the final book is the final push, which is Charles. She basically poisons Charles to her way of thinking where like he doesn't have the dream of peaceful coexistence from the beginning. Still teams up with Magneto, Apocalypse, and basically makes a statement to the world like, hey, we have these three drugs. One gets rid of most cancer, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, all this stuff. Uh, one will extend your life by five years. And I forget what the third one is. I apologize. And we will give it to you, but this is no longer a goodwill gesture. If you accept this, you recognize our mutant state and will leave us the fuck alone. And if you don't, we will come after you. And if you don't recognize it, we are going to invade your country, remove all the mutants, bring them to our peaceful society. And if you try to fuck with us, we will wipe you out. And it's fucking sweet. And so they kind of, they're on this island that they've created. Um, They have uh, Krakoa, I believe, is the name. It's like this living, and they can plant a flower. And it becomes a gateway where Krakoa itself can control who comes in and out. And so it's basically just mutants can come and go as they please. Human tries to do it. They get disintegrated or they forced out. And so it's just super cool. It's basically like the board of mutants that decide all of mutantum. And the hierarchy is like the head table, which is 
Magneto, Professor Xavier, Apocalypse. Then you have like the villains, which is Sinister, uh, Mystique, and Exodus. You have like the Hellfire Club, which is Emma Frost and Sebastian Shaw. And then you have uh, like the uh, the conscience of the group, which is Storm, Nightcrawler, Jean Grey. And they all kind of just decide what direction to go in. And then there's Captains, which is Storm, Cyclops, and I believe Wolverine, or Magic, excuse me. And they are like the generals. So like even if Magneto is on the field, he then reports to one of those three. Even though he's technically the leader. Like, they're the... Field generals. Yeah, tacticians of the group. And so, that's it. X-Men 1 just came out. What a weird book that is. Uh, It's awesome. But it is basically... Because they have these gateways, uh, Scott Summers, Jean Grey, have decided to raise a family on the moon. Because you can go anywhere. And so, their house is on the moon. And this is like the weirdest setup. So you have Scott and Jean, uh, their father, Corsair, uh, the youngest brother who was part of Realm of Kings. And then we haven't heard from him since. There's a third Summers brother. There's Havoc, who's right, also Havoc, there. Yeah. And then there's their youngest brother, Gabriel, who like took over the Shi'ar Empire. Um, X-Men's fucking weird. You have Cable. You got and Rachel Summers all in this house, and then Wolverine is living there, which is like, <laughs> what the fuck? How do you explain that? It's like mom's friend who's just <laughs> living, you know? Like, it is so weird. Why does he keep doing this to himself? Because Gene and Scott are back together, and right. it's like, oh, I'm like you're 200 years old, and you can't figure out that yeah. like I need to separate from my ex girlfriend. This and is never gonna work. Out. The timeline. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems so uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but yeah, they basically realize like Sentinels are gonna take over, and so the this is them now in the final attempt, trying to proactively stop that future from happening. Um, they've also figured out all this crazy. They can just bring people back to life now. <laughs> uh, there was a character who's in New Mutants like six years ago called Gold Balls. <laughs> He's just this. <laughs> Are they heavy trying anymore? Hispanic kid. He had a power where he can shoot gold balls out of his body, and they just bounce around. But like, worst mutant power. Running joke throughout the book. But basically, they realize they are incubate they're like eggs and so he pops one of these out uh exodus and charles xavier combined with gene gray are sinister can inject a mutant's dna into it charles is now catalog he's got like this super cerebro and he basically every day takes imprints of everyone's fucking like brains. catalogs of consciousness yeah and they can create and grow a replacement. It's like issue number one, you see Cyclops, Wolverine, Storm, Nightcrawler all get killed, and you're like, what the fuck? This is how you're starting an X-Men book? And then like they're literally back a day later. But and they're just missing the one day the of one memories. Day. Yeah. That's so it's wild. whenever it was back catalog. So but they're kind of clones then. They are a hundred percent clones. Right. But with but the memory. Like they have all the memory. Right. 
skill, experience. So the gold balls the whole time was just shooting out unfertilized eggs from his body? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and his name was Gold Balls. That's awesome. But I, know, I think that is super clever for it is, like this it is. joke power that was supposed yeah. to be comic relief, and now it's like the whole society. This is what is built it's, on. Yeah, it's taking this, a throwaway gag and balls, turning it yeah. into like a linchpin. It's great. Um. So yeah, that's it's it's been good, and a lot of X books coming out. So you have X Men, which is like the Summers family. Um, Kitty Pride is doing Marauders. For some reason, she is not allowed on the island. Hmm. Uh, she the Krakoa will not let her in, and they can't figure out why. And so she is basically like a pirate captain now. That sounds uh, kind of cool. Rad. It's her storm. Uh, the original Pyro, we all remember from the 90s comic, uh-huh. who's been dead for like 15 years now, and Iceman, and they go around, they are like the underground railroad for mutants, basically, but they're on a ship, and they just sail around and Damn. smuggle people in. That sounds pretty fucking cool. Dude, X-Men has been incredible. Like, they built it up this whole time, like... You know, they're like Chris Claremont, Grant Morrison. This is the next defining chapter of the X-Men, which, like, it's a big statement. (laughs) But it has followed through 100%. I'm super excited for X-Men books. That's right. And then, surprisingly, the other book I'd recommend, Invisible Woman, solo series. Really? Written by Mark Waid. It's just, like, an awesome spy book. Hmm. They create this backstory that she, when she first got her powers, she would do like black ops missions for Nick Fury. And she gets called back into an old mission. An old partner seems to be in trouble. It's just like a great spy book That's with cool. the occasional superpower, obviously. Right. I mean, that sounds, yeah, that seems like a better use for her than most yeah. things. Oh, 100%. I mean, she gets no use. She's one of the most powerful people in the Marvel Universe. They never acknowledge it because she's got her big brain husband always fucking things up. <laughs> Rock guy and fire boy. Rock guy and fire boy. Uh, there was, uh, just real quick to cap this off, there was, uh, I can't remember what brought it out. They were talking to the director of Deadpool 2. And about the ff crossover they were yeah, trying to yeah do. like yeah. they were desperately desperately trying to get uh th- uh the rights to get thing in there to fight uh so like when they're fighting juggernaut oh yeah, yeah, yeah. uh like the the big showdown that like they would go recruit thing to the thing to help them out and like they were trying desperately to make that happen and like there's just the I, I don't think the rights had fully transitioned back or something or well, all so they had, so or no, the, no, the rights had the transitioned back. Well, because, that was all Fox. Yeah, because Deadpool was Fox, and yep. Fantastic Four was. But Fox. I think Fox had transitioned back over to Marvel. Okay, that's what I'm I, saying. I think it was under consideration at the time, yeah. and yeah. so maybe they weren't gonna mess with it at the time. I know. I'm glad they didn't. Like that Fantastic Four was not. Oh, it was not good. But I don't think it would have been that one. I think it would have just been a totally kind of like how Colossus is kind of the Colossus from X Men, but not really. Oh, completely different. Yeah. yeah. They the did same. like actual Colossus and Deadpool. That is one of the best things about Deadpool. Yeah, I opinion. love it. Colossus was my favorite as a kid. And Colossus was garbage in the Singer movie. Yeah. Just absolute garbage. Yeah. Um, it's kind it's of funny how much. one of those kids much... he molested. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you a part. 
Get on your in my movie. Show me that Just take your hole. shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get a look at that little butthole. <laughs> and this episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.